In August 2021, still reeling from an unresolved global pandemic, the U.S. military scrambled to leave a country and cause it had invested two decades in. You know, we were taught to put bluntly two in the heart and one in the mind. But then at the flip of a switch, you're told to go out there and to be nice to people who you've seen as a target your whole entire deployment. So I don't know if we did good, but I know I made it home alive. I'd like to start with a question. What does an American promise mean today? There was a sense of shock at first. When you devote your life and family to a global conflict for that long, war becomes a way of life. What would we do now? As a result of the way that we've left Afghanistan, I think we're on the front end of a mental health tsunami. As 73% of our Afghan war veterans say they feel betrayed by how this war ended. Um, and that's when all the emotion came out. That's I need to probably see somebody like this is definitely affecting me more. At that point, I think I understood how my brain worked fairly well. But after this, I don't. Right? And I'm still trying to figure it out. Up until that point, families had endured a significant amount of stress with a high operation tempo of two wars. COVID-19 had been excruciatingly hard for the entire country and world. But I watched the military community go through a sort of psychological breaking point when it was asked for far more than they thought they could endure. The pressure had been building for decades. Despite the Department of Defense's best efforts to address singular issues like mental health, suicide rates, and sexual harassment, families felt largely unheard. Meanwhile, threats of conflict with Russia and China were growing, and the new approach to war fighting involved a more dynamic, quick response force ready to compete and deter foreign adversaries. It was becoming clear that there was no peacetime to look forward to. For the last 15 years, I've had the privilege to do life with, work alongside, and study the very tribe I live in. In 2011, I noticed certain shifts and trends in military culture that were affecting the morale of the force and their families. I also realized that these concerns I was hearing were not just isolated incidents, but common themes shared throughout the culture revealing a quickly growing problem of resentment and discouragement. Individuals and families were fracturing in a community I'd come to love. On the outside, an ever-increasing drip of headlines revealed that our culture was not as healthy as it once portrayed. Now every branch of the military is struggling to reach its recruitment goals. The current state of wellness and morale in our military culture is not only a large and complicated problem, it's a wicked problem. The situation the military community is facing after two decades of war, a pandemic, and the withdrawal of Afghanistan is far more complex than even the tally of those very big historical moments on our timeline. It involves additional compounding layers of complexity grounded in cultural tradition, quickly evolving variables of the modern global culture, deep relational wounds, and most importantly, it involves people. If you are a leader of any kind on any level, join me, Corey Weathers, for a new limited series leadership podcast based on the book, Military Culture Shift, the impact of war, money, and generational perspective on morale, retention, and leadership, where we will explore the theories of experts in government, leadership, and politics, as well as the real stories of service members and families throughout two decades of war. Listen in and let me tell you the story of the people you think you know but could know better.